Hello, and welcome to The News Cycle. I'm your host, Iris Harshaw. It's Monday, November 18th. A week barely passes this time of year without seeing news of the latest wildfire somewhere in California. Just over a year ago, the campfire swept through Northern California, laying waste to towns and ultimately killing 85 people in just 17 days. The entire town of Paradise burned to the ground. Finally, after a year, Paradise is rebuilding and families are moving back into the area. Enterprise reporter Laura Keene sat down with me this week and told me the story of the Norton family. And after our interview, a look into the Davis High Drama Department's latest production. Can you start by telling me just generally about the story of the Norton family? The Nortons, um, they're a family that used to live in Davis and uh, moved to Paradise, I would say, about four years ago. Cal Norton, the, the father and husband, um, has some relatives that live up there, and they, they would spend some time up there, and they, they decided that was where they would like to live with their family and ultimately retire. So they moved up there in, I believe, 2015, bought a two-acre property, um, you know, had their dogs up there, their kids were in school, and they were loving life up there. And then on November 8th, 2018, the campfire raced into town. Uh, they saw the flames coming, saw the smoke, uh, got, you know, got what few things they could grab and got their dogs, picked up their kids from school, and evacuated. Um, thinking they'd be back in a couple days and that nothing would happen to their house. People often talk about the three things they would grab as their house is burning down. Was this a reality for the families in Paradise? I'm sure it was. I, I've seen accounts of people grabbing you know, things that they'd kept in safes in their houses. They had things like emergency cash and um, insurance policies, tax records. Um, I'm sure you know pictures are something that you want to grab things that you can't replace. I mean, some, but some people really weren't able to grab anything. They had to get out so quickly. So they just got out with their pets and their, their family and, and the clothes on their backs. And where did the Norton family go after evacuation? They came back to Davis. This, uh, Cal Norton's mother still li- lives here, so they stayed with her for a bit. And then they ended up getting a cottage uh, north of downtown, got furniture donated to them, clothing, household items, um, and they stayed here for about nine months. And they just moved back? They moved back to Megalia, which is north of Paradise. Uh, They moved back there last August in time for their kids to go back to school there. How did losing their home in Paradise and having to move here affect their family? Well, I'm sure it was, I mean, of course it was hard for them to have to start from scratch and, and, you know, rebuild all their belongings. It was hard for the kids being away from their friends, Mm -hmm. from their schools, Um, but also they saw the community rally around them and, you know, give them monetary support and furniture and, and, um, you know, were there just to, to lean on. So I think that really, that really heartened them to, to see the community, even people that they didn't know before. You know, the the family and friends, of course, came to their aid, but even perfect strangers reached out to them, which I think really, um, you know, they really appreciated that. How many families would you say in the past year have experienced a similar situation to that of the Nortons? Oh, it's hard. I mean, thousands. 
Thousands. Thousands. I mean, they in just in paradise, that area, fifteen something like fifteen thousand homes burned. So that's you know, that's just that community. And then you have you know other other communities that have been affected by fire. So we often hear about paradise in the context of last year's fires. What makes what happened in Paradise significant compared to other areas that were affected last year? I would say just the sheer magnitude of the fire and the percentage of the town that it wiped out. You know, so many homes and businesses, schools and churches. Two years before, you had the Tubbs Fire in Santa Rosa that mm. was very destructive and very deadly, but, um, you know, I believe 3,000 homes burned and 22 people died in that fire. So by comparison, Paradise lost 18,000 structures, 15,000 homes, 85 people died. So it just, it it surpassed it so much and just became the deadliest and most destructive in the state history. How long will it take for Paradise to recover? That's, yeah, that's an interesting question because no one really, I mean, uh, the estimate I've heard for residents, they see a good five years at least, but you know, before all the rebuilding is done. But uh, in terms of the community, it's going it will be changed forever, just because people have scattered so far across the country. You know, a lot of people were not able to stay there. Mm. You're not even able to stay in California just because of their resources. So, in terms of the community feel, it it may be changed forever. But uh, in terms of rebuilding, I, I, I'm hearing about five years. Where is the quote-unquote new paradise in this year's fires? Is there any hope that California has improved fire prevention and evacuation measures since last year, or are we still in fear of similar similar events happening to other towns in California? Um, in terms, I mean, the most recent scare probably was the Kincaid fire from a couple weeks ago, where you know that in Sonoma County, where that came pretty close to reaching towns and something like 185,000 people were evacuated and they you know I'm sure they feared losing everything so I think that's that's an ongoing issue too is how do we prevent these in the future Um, you know I think it has been a wake-up call for a lot of communities in terms of planning evacuation routes and and creating defensible space around their homes Um, one of the problems in paradise with the evacuations was they had practiced evacuation drills certain parts of town at a time and, not, and with the campfire everyone left at once pretty much so it jammed up the roads yeah. and people got stuck so I mean that's just something that people need to think about in the future that not everyone not all the roads leading out of these towns can accommodate everyone leaving at once so that's one of the issues. Why is California seemingly the only state plagued by this type of this magnitude of fires. I well, I think part of it is just the the density of the state. The, you know the the number of, of of homes and the and the places that we build. We build in lots of areas with brushy, um, dry surroundings, and so when that happens, um, you know you're putting yourself at risk to to have something like that. And then we, and, and we're plagued by drought, and we're plagued by um, hot, dry winds that you know every every so often. Um, you know, if, if a fire does start, it's going to push the fire very quickly. How do these fires affect Davis residents? I know last year we saw a lot of ash coming into Davis that even had our schools closing down. Do we expect those kinds of things to happen in the future? 
Oh, of course they could happen. Yeah, I, you know that, that was a, an extreme example of it, but it's you know definitely something that could happen again. Um, With the campfire, the winds were blowing in such a way that it blew all of that smoke and debris down in this direction. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't rule it out again. Thank you very much for talking to me today. Thank you for having me. Two days before the premiere of the Davis High Musical Ranked, Gabe Lee and Daniel Ruiz Jimenez spoke with cast and crew to learn about the play's social commentary and the personal meaning the play's message holds to them. On Friday, November 8th, Davis High premiered its production of the play Ranked. Ranked is a musical where protagonist Lily attempts to navigate a dystopian society where students are judged based on their academic performance. Lily is portrayed by senior Lily Lineweaver. According to Lineweaver, the play holds an important social commentary. I think just like the importance of realizing like the stress of grades in like our society right now and like just um, kind of seeing the over-dramatized um, production as like a message that um, grades have been like come a lot like more pressure on society. The play itself contains distinct levity to high school students, especially in an academic-oriented town like Davis. As director Chad Fist explains, a really um, important message that the play has, because uh, it's just about um, the the stress that we put our high school students through, and the way we um, we overvalue academics at the expense of everything else. And so I think in a climate like uh, like Davis High or like many high schools, it's just an important reminder that um, that we should value the whole person. During the making of the production, the cast also came across challenges. According to Lina Weaver, the play's relevance made it difficult for her to distance herself from the role. Um, because it's so like relatable and um, very, I can relate to it very well. It's hard to disconnect from the show a lot because my character is my name also, so it's like it feels like too real sometimes. Finally, Fisk hopes that Ranked is a thought-provoking experience for the audience. I hope that the audience uh, leaves um, questioning. Um, uh, where our priorities have gone in education and questioning um, whether it's fair to, to um, label and track kids uh, so early in their, uh, in their lives rather than letting them um, find their own expression and find their own path. For the news cycle, this has been Gabe Lee. is produced by the Blue Devil Hub in collaboration with the Davis Enterprise. Iris Harshaw is the producer. James Cobalt and Dahlia Krauss are the assistant producers. And Daniel Ruiz Jimenez is the studio recording engineer. Thank you for listening. See you next week, Davis.